Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to season two of College Football Pod Talk. This is your co-host Easton and Josh, and we want to thank you guys for listening in. This is our second season doing some podcasting. Josh, how you been, brother? Man, I'm good. I'm ready to kick the season off. You know, sitting here watching baseball, but I'm ready to see some hitting and you know some some crushing. Uh, ready for football? Yeah, most definitely, man. It's been kind of a slow summer. Uh, just been waiting and waiting for some college football, hearing stories here and there. But I'm excited to see you, brother, and get this going again. Yeah, I'm tired of reading the news about football. I'm ready yeah. to watch some football. I do have one question. Why did you decide to wear purple today? Oh, we're starting off with some jokes. No purple here, baby. It's I got my Sunday fun day football shirt on today. So I was excited to talk some football. But uh, congratulations. We have some special news. Our buddy and co-host Josh has a baby on the way. Congratulations, that, that brother. I do. It's, it's, it's going to be making football on fun on Saturdays with a little baby crying in the background. I'm yeah, sure. definitely. But you got to start him early. You got a boy coming, right? Yes, sir. He'll yeah. be wearing he'll be wearing Ole Miss stuff. Yeah, I'm as soon get, as he comes out, we'll get him some cool gear. Also, <laughs> but yeah, man, we're excited to get the games going. But uh, to get us started, we're going to talk about the big non-conference games uh, in college football. So, Josh, yep. go ahead and lead us. Some of the big games this year, we got. Notre Dame at Georgia. That's a fun one they played before. Um, yeah, most definitely. That game was close last year. Very close. Yeah, it was It was a good game. Great game. Uh, we got LSU at Texas. This one's going to be fun. Texas had a great season last year. Can they, you know, they need to build it. A win for Texas would be huge. Yeah, definitely. We got Sam Ellinger coming back uh, in his second year. And uh, I think Tom Herman and the squad at Texas is doing really well. And I think Ed Orgeron, you know, him and his squad. And they got Burroughs coming back, the transfer. Um, so it should be interesting to see that game. Well, LSU had a good, good season last year as well. Uh, Notre Dame again at Michigan. This one's, this one's good. Will Michigan get, the, get their payback this year? Who knows? Well, what team, what, what type of team? Both of those teams are very questionable. We got Notre Dame and Michigan because both those teams are very inconsistent. They get a lot of hype at the beginning of the year, but it's, it's, it's how you finish. Because speaking of Notre Dame, they started extremely strong, but we all know they didn't finish very well. And then we got, this, this could be one of Clemson's toughest challenges. Texas A&M at Clemson. Yeah, I think this will be challenging for Clemson because I think it's the toughest team on their schedule this year. I think they're going to cruise past their schedule. We'll go past that a little bit later. But yeah, Clemson doesn't have a challenging schedule. I think this will be their toughest challenge all year. We got Auburn versus Oregon. Neutral site game. Yeah, this is the first game for Oregon. So this will be a real test just to see what they're going to do at the beginning of the season because there's a lot of hype for them in the Pac-12 and to win the North. When Auburn's been in this position before playing a Pac-12 team to start the season, so Auburn's kind of experienced games like this. I know Oregon has in the past, but not recently. Gus Malzahn, yeah, most definitely. I think uh, he's always been on the hot seat for no reason, but I think, you know, because he had such a high status the past few years that they have high expectations for him moving on. So it should be a good game versus Oregon. So this next one is going to be real fun. I believe this is opening week game. One of the opening week games, we got Florida versus Miami. Two Florida schools. Uh, Dan Mullen going after the new Miami coach. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of hype right behind uh, Miami and all these transfers going over there for a reason. So it sounds like they're doing something right over there. So it should be a good game for both these teams and who'd run the state of Florida. So another good one, uh, Stanford at UCF. Which oh, excuse me. That's the team that runs Florida, UCF. 
<laughs> we'll, see, we'll see. UCF has got a lot of changes. They're going to go with uh, the old uh, Notre Dame quarterback at quarterback. Uh, oh, Wimbush. Wimbush. Yeah, definitely. We got a lot of uh, QB transfers this yeah, year. It's pretty interesting to see. There's a lot of transfers. And then Houston at Oklahoma, uh, you know, just because the new Houston coach has – it's experienced Oklahoma. New, the new Houston coach was at West Virginia, so he played Oklahoma a lot. So Jalen Hurts, that transferred from Alabama. So it should be interesting to see moving forward. But, yeah, those are our top big com- non-conference games. Uh, moving on, we got coaches on the hot seat. Well, in our opinion. So first we got Clay Helton from USC. Yep. What's your opinion on this guy? He needs to step it up. That's a big time program. If you're coaching at a big time program like that, you gotta get victories. You gotta, you know, you gotta do good. Yeah, I totally agree. I think when he was initially there, I thought he was just the guy that was gonna take over during their uh, playoff ban. But uh, they gave him a longer extension, and you know, he just has to prove himself. They have a young team. I give him that. JT Daniels and company. Their team is very young. So this second year, they got some experience under their belt. So I have high expectations for USC and Clay Helton. Second coach we got, we just talked about, was Gus Malzahn of Auburn. Uh, what's your opinion? Every year he's on the hot seat, it seems like. I yeah. don't, you know, they gave him a huge contract extension. I don't know why we're naming him on the hot seat. He, he actually performs pretty well, but Auburn just has such high expectations. Definitely one of those situations. He came in extremely strong, won a national championship. And now they expect those expectations every year, you know, and that's the challenging part. Once you've reached the top, they expect that every year. He's a hell of a coach. I give him that. You know, he's a player's coach. But uh, yeah, I guess, you know, I could definitely see him on the hot seat, especially being at Auburn. When I like the fact that his offense is just a little bit different from everybody else's spread offense. It's like this, say, power run spread. So it's teams aren't used to it. And he does a great job with that offense. No, I love it. Put it all together. No, I totally agree. It's, you know, I think I compare it to like a high school offense because you see a lot of high school offenses out there that are very complex, you know, I wouldn't say complex, but very different that you wouldn't see in, you know, college and NFL. So I think that's where he does stand out. And a lot of teams can't defend that, especially we've got, you know, a lot of athletic running backs and quarterbacks. Third coach we got on there is uh, Lovey Smith of Illinois. He had extremely high expectations when he first got the job at Illinois three years ago um, and hasn't really performed. He's, I feel like he's a Chicago man through and through. Uh, he just, he, I don't think he's going to make the cut. Yeah, he's definitely a player's coach, one you want to root for, but it just hasn't transitioned to the players and the team, you know, team play. And we have your boy, Justin Fuentes of uh, Virginia Tech. You always got this guy in the hot seat. I always have him on. I just, I feel like Virginia Tech wants to be back in that status of Mike Vick days where they were dominant. And he just doesn't seem like he's going to get there. I mean, maybe he'll prove me wrong. Maybe he will, but it doesn't seem like he's there yet. Yeah, and it's just a matter of getting over that hump, whether it mean finding the right quarterback, having the right system for the quarterback. It's it's pretty challenging to get it going, especially you know when kids are transferring in and out of your school every year. And the last guy we have on here is Willie Taggart of Florida State. That's a t- It's a tough call for us to put him on this list considering his second year. But once again, Florida State is one of those schools that you just have to win. You know, some of these schools that these coaches go to, they have to put deep thought into it. You know, like example, USC, uh, Notre Dame. You know, these are schools where the fan base, they're cutthroat. So if they don't get the wins immediately, they're they're going to want they're going to call for your head and want you to be 
replaced with a new coach. So, um, yeah, it should be interesting. That was our last coach we had on the hot seat for right now. But, uh, yeah, pretty interesting going so far. Let's uh, continue on to teams to watch. We're going to go through each conference. Top Power 5. So, we'll first start out with the ACC. And, of course, you got Clemson. They're going to be playing for a national championship again. Um, I mean, it's Clemson. They got a lot returning quarterback, returning running back. They're just going to be good. Yeah, I really want to root for these guys again because I'm a big fan of Dabo Sweeney. But their schedule, I, I'm I it, it's 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 cupcake. Let's be real. The toughest challenge they have is second and third week of the season versus Texas A&M, and then they play at Syracuse. But the rest of their season seems like a breeze. Unless Florida State shows a good team uh, this year, I don't see them having a challenge at all this year and just cruising to the playoffs. To be honest, I want to root against Clemson because I'm kind of over the Clemson-Bama National Championship. Like, get two new teams in that Final Four. No, I definitely agree with you on that. Yeah, it's and it's frustrating because, you know, they'll, they'll – call all these other teams you know say they have easy schedule and that's why they don't make the playoffs i'm very curious to see what the dynamic would be and what the uh talk will be about clemson uh they are seven and zero, and then they have the rest of the season to cruise on by so then speaking of syracuse we got them on on the teams to watch for the acc you know syracuse normally does really good they put up a fight their their issue this year they got they're gonna have to go to a new quarterback yeah, Dino Babers, I think he really changed this program around. 2017, they were 4-8. and eight. So, And then they turn around the season and go 10-3. and three. That, that just shows that he knows what he's doing and he has the right players and positions to make plays. So um, I, I, we have definitely high expectations for Syracuse, so it should be interesting to see. But they do have a new quarterback. That, that early matchup between them and Clemson should be a good one for the ACC. For sure. So we have, we have Pitt on the list, and that's just because – uh, Pitt went to the ACC championship last year. They got beat by Clemson, but they did make it to the ACC championship. Can they repeat? Should be interesting. Um, and then another big one in the ACC, Miami. Uh, new coach, like we said. They should be fun to watch. Yeah, Diaz is the perfect coach for them. I think, you know, he fits right in there. And they have a lot of transfers coming in. So he, he obviously is recruiting well and getting the right people in there. It's just a matter of how they're going to compete this season. So it should be fun to watch. Yes, Man Manny Diaz, he you know came he was the defensive coordinator there, um, and now he's trans transitioned into the head coach. So it should be should be a good good fit for Miami. Yeah, moving on to the Big 12, starting off, obviously, the number one team, Oklahoma. What's your opinion, my man? Lincoln Riley just has that offense rolling. Uh, let's see how he how he does with the new quarterback and Jalen Hurts. Yeah, um, I'm rooting for Jalen Hurts. I kind of hope he, Oklahoma and Bama, Bama somehow get to face each other. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, you're dealing. You know, he has high expectations, especially coming from behind Baker Mayfield and our guy Kyler Murray. So I think they expect a lot out of him. Obviously, I think he has a decent arm, but I don't think he has the elusiveness uh, as Kyler Murray did. So it should be interesting to see. Second team we had was Texas. Texas, I think, really uh, outshowed a lot of people. And uh, Sam Ellinger and Tom Herman really had that team going. You know, they're, we got to see if they can repeat what they did last year, build upon how they ended the season with their bowl victory. Uh, you know, they have a lot in front of them. They just need to keep on clicking and moving forward. Yeah, it should be fun to watch. 
Then we have Iowa State, another team that was a big surprise in the Big 12. Um, they had a very successful season until they ran into my Cougs in the bowl game. <clears throat> uh, Iowa State is just always one of those teams that's nipping at your heels, and they are going to get a few big upsets next year. They seem to always get some upset victories. You know, not fun to play. Yeah, they got Purdy, which is the freshman quarterback they had last year. He was their third-string quarterback, came in and balled out. And he, he showed up and played. So uh, this is his year to really uh, step up and take over that position at quarterback. So it should be fun to watch. Then we have the last team, uh, top team we think, will be Baylor. Um, we got our third-year coach, uh, Matt Rule. Um, so it should be fun to watch. The quarterback was there last year. Uh, excuse me, uh, Charlie Brewer. So they got a lot of guys coming back. They got a solid O line. So can they improve from the seven and six season they had last year? I think so. Sixteen total returning players. That's a that's a high number. That's going to help them with the experience factor for sure. So let's go on to the Big Ten. We got Ohio State. Big news for Ohio State is uh, well, there's two big news. I guess Urban Meyer's done. Yeah. Ryan Day's taking over as the head coach. Uh, Justin Fields, is he a legit player? I mean, we're going to find out this year. Yeah, I heard, you know, I watched their spring game. He was he was subpar, I'm not going to lie. But, it, you know, it's spring. You're going into a new offense. Um, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, he was at Georgia for a reason. He was one of the top quarterbacks coming out of high school for the reason, you know. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, if you're in the right system and you got good people, you know, good players around you, I think you'll be all right. So I think Ohio State's going to have a hell of a year. They went 13-1 last year, but it should be interesting to see what they do moving forward. So we got Michigan, Shea Patterson, Jim Harbaugh. Harbaugh. Uh, Shea, I don't know if you sent the tweet or not, but keep it to yourself, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, they're going to be good again. It's, you know, Jim Harbaugh is a great football coach. I don't I don't love him as a football coach, but he's a great one. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Michigan's going to do well. I'm actually a big fan of Harbaugh. A lot of people don't like him. He's one of those guys, he's all about the game, and he has fun with it. And I just think he does things unorthodox, and I think it really irritates some people. But I think Michigan's going to be all right. Well, Michigan, well. Michigan is also kind of going to transition into the spread a little bit this year, so that should help Shea Patterson, you know, bring his numbers up. Yeah, he has some good legs too. So you know, if he needs to run the ball, he will. So I think that will help them also as having a dual threat quarterback in that system. So next, we got Penn State in the Big Tw Big Ten. Uh, Penn State has been a mainstay the past few years. They've had some big victories, but they've also had some close losses. Yeah, Penn State's that team, you know, either they're at the top or close to it. So, you know, they got a good coach, and, you know, I think he just puts people in the right position to win. So I think Penn State's going to be all right. You know, they got a new coach, or excuse me, a new quarterback coming in. So it should be interesting to see what type of Penn State team we're going to have, or we're just going to be going through a transition year. So the last team in the Big Ten, we put we put Nebraska on there. We want to see how Scott Frost does in year two. We talked a lot about Scott Frost and his losing streak at the beginning of the year. Uh, we expect that to turn around. We we expect him to have some winning streaks to start the season. Yeah, Martinez coming back at quarterback. I think he was a stud, and I think he was a good fit for uh, Scott Frost and the Nebraska crew. So it should be fun to watch. Hopefully, they should have a better season season than they did last year at four and eight. Who are you watching in the Pac-12 besides your Cougars? Well, the first team is Oregon. I think Oregon is going to be probably one of the top teams to watch 
in the nation. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. They do have a, a pretty solid offensive line, which is only going to help all-star quarterback Justin Herbert, who surprised a lot of people coming back to college and not going to the NFL and potentially being the number one pick. Um, I think Cristobal, Coach Cristobal is a hell of a coach. And they have a chance to win the Pac-12 North and potentially the Pac-12 Championship. So um, they have a lot of guys coming back, quarterback, and then uh, running back C.J. Verdell and Juan Johnson at wide receiver. So, and they got a lot of studs on defense. So they got top-notch recruits. So it should be fun to watch moving forward. Just got to see how they play against those other top-tier Stanford's, the UW. You exactly. Know, they Washington, start with Auburn. So. Washington State. Yeah, starting with Auburn is tough in, in its own right for sure. Yeah, the second team we had on there was Stanford. Uh, KJ Costello, quarterback, coming back to the offense, but they did lose Bryce uh, Bryce Love, their big stud, and their quarterback. Excuse me, their starting wide receiver JJ Arcega Whiteside. Uh, they had a strong season last year, starting off nine and four. But it should be interesting to see what type of team they're going to have this year. They got Cameron Scarlett coming back, who uh, actually more, had more touchdowns than Bryce Love. Uh, they had a nine and four season, but they can in, they can improve this year. Third team we have is the young and dangerous USC. Uh, they came off their first. They're coming off their first losing season since 2000. I don't know if Clay Hilton can prove himself. They got the talent, but it should be interesting to see. And that's why Clay Hilton's on the hot seat. <laughs> you got to win at that program. Yeah, no JT doubt about Daniels it. is a stud, so it should be interesting to see if he got those freshman uh, jitters out of his body. After that, we have the Budup, U, excuse me, UW University of Washington. Uh, they have a new quarterback hold coming on, in. Hold on, Did you call him Budub? <laughs> Excuse me. No. Um, yes. So they have Jacob Beeson. If you aren't familiar with him, he is the Georgia transfer who is a Washington native. Uh, but he should be taking over the realm at quarterback um, after Browning. So it's Weird to me he didn't stay in Washington to begin with um, and went all the way down to Georgia. But... We'll see how he turns out. I know he, Ole Miss played him. Uh, he's he's not a bad quarterback. It's going to be fun to see how he plays in Peterson's system. Yeah, the two main concerns are quarterback play and the defense. They lost most of their defense, but defense coordinator Jimmy Lakes is an amazing coach who will have this inexperienced defense at least in the position to make plays. They just have to execute. Uh, one of their biggest challenges would be at BYU and at Stanford this year. So should be a good team to watch, but they were 10-4. and four. They got great talent, um, and they are DBU. So it should be interesting to see what they do moving forward. Last, time, last team I have in our Pac-12 uh, to watch is Utah. Utah is always a scary team. They're coming off one of the toughest schedules in the Pac-12, the number one team in the South Division last season. And they did make it to the Pac-12 championship, losing to UW in a close game. They do have a lot of guys returning. Uh, Tyler Huntley, quarterback. Zach Moss, one of their running backs. And then Brenton Covey, that dude is a beast. He's very undersized wide receiver, but that kid will come across the middle and take some hits. He's a he's a stud you should look out for. Let's move over to that uh, the weakest conference in the... In the nation, the SEC. Weak. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we'll start out in the SEC West, where it's probably the greatest division in college football. We got Bama. Um, everybody knows about Bama. Everybody's seen Bama. Just like Clemson. They've been there. They've done that. Two is back. Their defense is solid. Wide receivers are great. Running back, you got a whole stable of them. It's, it's Bama. And then Nick Saban leading the horse. Yeah. There's nothing, it's not, there's nothing ever surprising about Bama. You know, you know what you're going to get. Hardworking boys are going to fly down the field and hit somebody. Um, they should be fun to watch this year. Hard-nosed football. Um, very, very disciplined. It should be interesting to watch, too, and Jerry Judy uh, 
knock out some, break some records. I will say, once again, I'm kind of rooting against Bama. I'm just like Clemson. I'm kind of tired of I want some new blood. I know it's hard to get rid of that old blood. Got to beat them. That's true. So let's jump next to Texas A&M. Jimbo Fisher had this team playing last year. They were close to beating Clemson last year. If they would have beat Clemson, who knows where their season would have went. They would have rode high. Um, and they're talented. They got a talented team. They did lose their star running back, Travion Williams. Yeah, the man was a stud. But they do have their quarterback, Kellen Mund. He was young. Yeah. Uh, I think he played well in some games and played very bad in some games. So I think it's just a matter of how they control his play throughout the season. And uh, it should determine how well te- uh, Texas A&M does this year. So Texas A&M will look, be fun to watch again this year. And then LSU in the SEC West. LSU is always a stud. They got defensive players all around. Their defense is going to be great again. They got their quarterback back again. You know, they always have wide receiver talent. That's It's never ending there. Yeah, they got 16 guys returning. That that just says, you know, the depth that they're going to have. And, you know, they, they always have next man up guys ready to play. You know, I think that the way they practice or how they play is how they practice. So it's really it really shows in their play and they're they're fast players and should be fun to watch uh, LSU. And even though you can't understand uh, less or Orgeron, Orgeron when, he, <laughs> when he talks, I mean <clears throat> he's still a great coach. Yeah. Let's go jump over to the SEC East where we got Georgia. Georgia's been doing it the past three seasons. Uh, they're going to do it again. Jake Fromm's back. They're 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 there. Yeah. They've been there. Uh, their experience. Yeah, DeAndre Swift's also coming back, and he's a stud, and I think he made so many good plays last year. Um, you know, I think Jake Fromm has, you know, I think they have a, you know, high high uh, potential or expectations for this man. I think he needs to just keep stepping up during the big games, and I think that'll determine a lot uh, for his future. You know, a lot of people are saying Jake, Jake Fromm is the most pro-ready quarterback and in college football. He it, plays smart. You know, I think he plays smart, but also safe. And I think he plays too safe sometimes. And I think that's where it frustrates some of the fans is that, you know, he could make bigger plays, but, you know, would rather take the safe route. But. So the last SEC team we put, I put is Florida. Florida, once again, is going to be good. Dan Mullen has always been able to coach players up. And him, year two in this program, they're only going to be a better program. Yeah, he returning starters on defense, that's going to be huge, you know, because defense wins championships, baby. Um, so I think having the strength on defense and having those guys fly around and having the experience will be huge for them, you know, and the SEC is not easy. You know, every game in the SEC is challenging, and they and they matter. So let's let's jump on to this, uh, Wis- or, excuse me, Washington State uh, Ole Miss, since this is what started it all. How are your Cougs going to do? What, do you, what's, what are you excited about? Well, I'm really excited about our uh, grad transfer, Gabe Gruber, uh from Eastern Washington. He was a uh, two-time finalist of the FCS Player of the Year. Um, one big problem for our Cougs, we did lose our all-star safety, Jalen Thompson. Uh, we lost him to uh, NCAA violation, um, but he ended up going to the supplemental draft and getting picked up by the Arizona Cardinals. So congratulations to Jalen, um, and uh, good luck to your future, my man. Um, but I'm really interested to see how our Cougs are going to do. we got a new quarterback. We lost one of our stud uh, offensive linemen, but he hopefully can be replaced. But I think we have a lot of hype coming into the season because we have great wide receivers coming back with uh, Patman, 
and uh, uh, Tay Martin, which are two tall receivers in big bodies that I think will uh, really help us out. Well, you know your wide receivers get used in that system too. Oh, most definitely. And you know, I think that helps with recruiting most uh, more than anything. I'm really excited, most excited about Max Borgie, our running back. He, he had a heck of a year as a true freshman last year. And he's he's exciting player to watch. You know, he gives it his all every time he goes out on that uh, field. So he should be very exciting to watch this year. Um, but yeah, I'm really curious if we can be 11 and two this year. Even beat it. Do better than 11 and two. I'm rooting for you. Yeah, I'll should... be, be rooting for you when you play the purple. That's for yeah. Sure. We do have a pretty tough schedule because we do play at Oregon, Utah, and Washington this year. So should be fun to watch. Um, how about your old Miss Rebels? How are they looking this year? Man, I'm pretty excited. Uh, new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator. We probably needed that change. Things got a little stale last year. And we need to take a step forward on defense. I had, as you guys know, frustration over frustration with my defense last year. You know, but new quarterback too, um, Matt, Matt Correll. Exciting kid. Looks like he's going to be a great team leader. I I want him to keep his cool. I know he played Mississippi State last year, and he looked like he wanted to fight guys. <laughs> uh, Scotty Phillips, returning run back, should break 1,000 yards this year. The only reason he didn't last year is because of an injury. Uh, dude looks like a great running back, or excuse me, is a great running back. And then Elijah Moore, wide receiver. I like that kid a lot. Looks good. Uh, overall, I'm just excited for football to be back. Excited to watch my Rebels. You know, win or lose. Yeah, exciting. I think I think your Rebels going to do all right. You know, you guys have a little more experience on defense this year. I think that's one thing you guys lacked a lot was defense in well, general. <laughs> and what's what's good is we're playing for a bowl game this year. We're yeah. actually bowl eligible. Oh, hey, game. there we go. So that's something right there. You know, it starts it's you know starts a little tough with even Memphis for us. You know, I'm not count. I don't count anything easy. Start at Memphis, which Memphis always gets up for that game, and we got a tough schedule. We're playing at Bama, at at Auburn. Um, we get LSU at home, but we got to play at Mississippi State to end the season. I mean, it's going to be a hard season, but I'm looking forward to it. Win or lose, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. I'm excited for you. So how about this? Let's uh, let's get some uh, quick prediction. Let's get a uh, record predictions for our teams. How do, how do you think your Rebels are going to do? What can I get? A, can I get a record for the season? Ooh. I'm gonna go on the high side. Let's go eight and five. Eight and five. Okay, I'm, so I'm going, first year bowl eligible, you're going to the bowl game. I'm going real high. Um, you know, we got a Pac-12 team on the schedule, California. Ooh. Um, I'm going high. I, you know, I'm just. I want an upset in there. A couple upsets as well. I want, you know, it's maybe maybe I'm I'm going too high, but getting to a bowl, it, maybe it's dumb. What what about yourself? Uh, you know what? I think our Cougs are going to do really well this year. I, I'm not going to lie. I don't think we're going to get the 11-2. and two. I'll go 10-3. and three. I'll go 10-3 and three this year. Uh, our schedule isn't too tough, but, you know, we don't know about the quarterback play. And losing Jalen Thompson was huge for our defense. You know, he was a leader and, you know, our anchor for our defense. But it should be very interesting to see what our Cougs are going to do. But I love my boys and... I think we're going to play strong this year again. It's exciting stuff. Hey, uh, any players that you want to throw out on the board that you're going to be keeping an eye on all year? Yeah, definitely. Let's throw out a few players to watch. I think I have a – you know what? I think this is going to surprise a lot of people. But I think uh, Khalil Tate 
from University of Arizona is gonna have a turnaround year. You know, I think last year, I think Sumlin tried to change him too much. And I think the kid, the, the dude has talent, man. He was rushing for like 200 yards the first few games. Uh, and now it's it's he's a completely different player. But I think he's gonna have a turnaround year, and I think he's gonna surprise a lot of people. I think he's gonna go back to his style of playing. Just keep those legs healthy. Exactly. Keep Definitely. those legs healthy and play. You know, I'm gonna I talked about this kid a lot last year. This is gonna be his true sophomore year. Rondell Moore from mm. Purdue, wide receiver. This this kid was breaking ankles, yeah. putting up yards, putting up points. I'm excited to see what he this kid was like. Does Devin Hester esque. Like yeah. the kid is athletic. Like he was a fresh, true freshman last year, playing like he's been in college for about five, six years. And it so. makes it fun because he's a pretty small guy. He's not not some you know six foot two wide yeah. receiver. Yeah, he's a small guy. So he's just lightning fast and just you want to root for him. You juking know? people out of his shoes. He's fun to watch. Exciting. I hope he stays healthy and puts up yards and gets some points. Yeah, most definitely, man. I'm excited for this year, man. How about yourself? You uh, really... I'm I'm ecstatic. You know, week one can't come soon enough. Yeah, most definitely. And just so you know, we're going to have more exciting information coming forward. Um, we're actually going to be doing some card raffles, uh, signed uh, uh, sports cards of college players and whatnot to all our listeners and whatnot. But we really appreciate your uh, love and support these this past year. And we're excited for to be able to do a second year for you guys. Um Anything you have to say, Josh? I think we're also going to try to bring in some some new faces with some different alliances to teams for some special guest appearances, so to say. Yeah, most just, definitely. Just in case y'all get tired of hearing our voice, you can get tired of hearing another person's voice. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And we wanted to make sure you guys are keeping track besides on uh, the podcast. We want you guys to keep track of us on Twitter. Our handle is at CFB Pod Talk. Uh, Give us a follow, and uh, we'll keep you guys up to date with the college football information and all of our podcasts. On that note, I think we're out. Yeah, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Look forward to this season. Thank you. Peace.